everything's cool, hey, everything's fine, everything's tight, I feel no My name is Pastor Jay, and I am so excited about sharing the word with you today. So I want you to get your hearts and your minds ready to receive God's word. We've been talking about breakthrough and getting to our breakthrough in life. And for some of us, it has been a major journey. It has been a major task to get to blessings, to receive miracles, to receive receive opportunities that other people that we've seen in life, in the world, they actually have received these things. But as believers, we have not received these things. And there's a reason why. And we it's time now that we get to our breakthrough. It's time now the people of God receive exactly what God has promised to them. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to get right into the word today. We focus on the Christian Standard Bible. That's that's where we minister from mostly. We also utilize the New King James Version. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and get ready. So we're going to focus more on persecution and suffering. Persecution and suffering. How to overcome the persecution that is happening in your life, where people are putting you down for your faith and the suffering because of it. And you're being bound by it. You're being crippled by it. But God is going to make you victorious. So you want to get your heart and your mind, get your paper and your pen ready because God wants to speak to your heart today. He has prepared a word for just for you from his throne. So I want you to get it. So again, breakthrough, and we're breaking through the suffering and persecution. We're going to continue our series. There are many believers today, saints, who, who say they are called by God's name, who have accepted salvation through the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. Yet, they do not resist sin or the temptation of sin, but are comfortable, they are comfortable with sin in their life and will proudly partake in the gratification of sin. Yet they say they believe in God, that they believe in the Holy Bible and that Jesus Christ has forgiven them of all their sins but in their own desires 
will compromise their values and their faith to partake in the pleasures of sin. Why is that? That is the question. Why is that? Why do we turn to compromise? Why do we turn against God? Why do we turn against our faith and be delusional in what we believe in? There's an answer to that. This is because we have been taught by society and our cultures to challenge authority. And that within the constitution and human pursuits of liberation and liberties, we have the rights to freedom, to be or do whatever we choose to do. Just as long as those choices and liberties do not break or bring harm to the democracy set forth written in our constitution. So we bend the truth to fit or to justify what we want to do, to manipulate principles so that we might have what we desire. It's like when you're in a person who's caught up in a jungle and they don't have any utensils to live by and there's a storm going on and they're, and they're trying to create a safety. They're trying to create a safe space. So they begin to bend branches and begin to bend leaves and put leaves and, and branches together to find a safe place, even though they don't have the right utensils in that situation. They're making something happen. They're creating an opportunity that was not there, but it's not based on what it takes to build a house. It's not based on creating a, a solid foundation. They're not utilizing utensils or, or tools to get them to the place they want to get to or build what they want to build. So it's like being caught up in a jungle. However, we have a true constitution that was written long, long before our present constitution was ever written and it is the word of God. And as believers who are called by statutes and principles of this book, the word of God, we have a true freedom found in the Lamb's book of life that provi provides instruction on how we should conduct our lives as believers. This is problematic sometimes and can be problematic for many believers because they cannot find or understand freedom written in God's word because their ways are dark and they, and they do not want to turn to the truth or walk in the light of it, but rather hide behind it in the appearance of truth. But in certain side, they deny the truth by the way they live. This is what chaos looks like. When we operate in this manner, believers, Christians, followers of Christ, that is chaos. Let me tell you why. So we devalue instruction given by the true authority of our lives, who is Jesus Christ. And we defame his name by walking in our own selfish desires 
and choices, but humiliate ourselves in the eyes of this world by being lukewarm and compromising. In order to call ourselves true believers, men and women of God, we must follow the instructions provided in the holy book, the word of God. So I'm going to ask you, are you ready? Are you ready right now to follow the true instruction to get to your breakthrough? Because that's what it's going to take. The House of Refuge is not here to sugarcoat anything. I want to make sure that you make sure that you know that you know that if God, when he opens those clouds, you know that you're entering that there's no lukewarm or compromising in your life that will separate you from his love. That's what this is all about. So I'm gonna give you principles and I hope you have a pen and paper handy. We have about four principles we're gonna to get to. We're gonna start at the Christian Standard Bible. And I want you to look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter 5 and 6. 1 Peter 5 and 6 of the Christian Standard Bible. Okay. And we're going, your first principle, you can write this down. In 1 Peter 5, verse 6, your first principle is resist the devil. Resist the devil. That is your first principle to getting to your breakthrough, to overcoming persecution and suffering resist the devil it reads read it at verse six humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god i'm gonna stop right there this if i read it too fast you're gonna miss something you cannot get to your breakthrough until you have humbled yourself. That is the beginning of it. You have to humble yourself under God's authority. When you do that, then the change can begin. And it reads on, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Be sober-minded and be alert. You cannot, and I'm gonna stop right here, you cannot be sober-minded if you high. You can do your best to try to receive a word from God and feel the spirit, but that high is sifting away the spirit of God. Because it replaces what God is trying to give you through the high. So you're searching for something that God, that's not of God. So if you're not sober in your mind, how could you receive from God? If you're drunk with wine and in, in excess, as the Bible has said, how can you receive from God if you have no control over your mind? So this is why it's so important that you humble yourself under God's will, under his authority, and then submitting to him, to him, you can receive now what God has for you. So moving on, and it reads, 
be sober-minded, and be alert. There's a reason why you need to be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. The Bible says clearly, resist him. Resist him. Who are we resisting? The devil. We're going to resist him. Why do we need to resist him? It says, resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by the fellow believers throughout the world. So, so look, if you are resisting the devil in your faith, you are doing the right thing. See, when you're not resisting and you're submitting yourself to the things of this world, to your own selfish desires, you are doing the wrong thing. You have to follow the principles outlined and the standards and the statues set forth for believers to over overcome this world. You cannot overcome the world doing it in your own flesh, in your own way, in the mindset of this world. You have to put on the mindset of Christ in order to overcome the devil and this world. And for believers, it's so important that you resist the devil because it shows who you stand for and what you believe in. You don't resist him based on compromise. You don't resist him based on tolerance. You re resist him based on your faith. That means you got to buckle up and be a good soldier in the Lord and let God strengthen you in your faith as you step forth in your faith. Because that's what faith is. It's what you cannot see. It's evident because you are hoping for it, for God to show up in your situation. So you have to operate in faith. So you first have to resist the devil. Okay, he said, resist him firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout this world. And he says, the God of all of our grace, my goodness, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. My God. So what is he saying here? It's coming. Your breakthrough is coming. You're going to suffer a little while, but there's such a major breakthrough and you cannot get through it until you suffer. See, God is trying to form his believers. He's trying to form man into his image and you cannot be formed in his image in your own way, in the way of this world. You get formed through the suffering, through the persecution and standing and standing firm in your faith and resisting the devil. God is showing you a new way. You, it's time for us to stop being jellied back as Christians. It's time for us to stop being weak and tolerant in our faith and begin to be the man and the woman of God of standard. So Christians in the future have something to stand on. Somebody say amen. Amen, somebody. Glory to God. It says here, to him be dominion 
forever. Amen. That's powerful. I could break that down, but I'm going to tell you, when God has dominion, so will you. But you can't get that dominion until you submit yourself to his authority. Come on, catch that. Catch it. Catch it. Write it down if you have to. I want you to turn to the next chapter. Glory to God. It's 1 Peter, and it is uh, 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 the third chapter at verse 18. We're still talking about the first principle of resisting the devil. And it reads, 1 Peter 3, you should be already there. For Christ also suffered for sin once and for all. Just one time. The righteous for the unrighteous. My God. That he might bring you to God. The reason he was the righteous is because he had to know no sin so he could be the perfect example of a sacrifice. He sacrificed his life for you, for the unrighteous. That is us who have been beguiled by sin, who have fallen to sin. You are called the unrighteous. I don't care if you, your mama was a Christian. I don't care if your grandmother was uh, uh, saved. I don't care if your grandfather and your great-grandfather was saved. It is about you. When the clouds open, it's all about you. Glory to God. Verse 18, verse 18. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who in the past were disobedient. See, he's talking about you being in a prison when you're disobedient. See, there's, there's, there, there's something that so when, you, when you're not walking in the truth, you are locked down. You don't know you locked down, but you are on lockdown. That means like somebody in the prison, you only have so many limits. We're going to feed you. We're going to let you see some sun. And we're going to put you back in the cage. And there is no freedom. There's no liberties. There's no freedom to be yourself, to do whatever you want to do. And the Bible says it's the same principles when you walk in darkness, when you walk in sin. You can't expect to get to your breakthrough when you're walking in darkness. The Bible still declares you are in a prison. And keep on reading. He says, who in the past were disobedient when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. See, if you remember anything about Noah, Noah was preaching. And if you remember the last passage, we talked about grace, God giving us grace. Well, when the man of God is ministering, when the woman of God is ministering and trying to get you to do your deliverance, they are, they are an example of God's grace. They are speaking on your behalf so that you may not be in darkness, that you will not be overcome by darkness, that the chains that is binding you will be broken. Glory to God. Glory to God. And this reads on, it says, in it, in it a few, that is eight people, eight people were saved through the water. Only eight. You know why? Because people was disobedient. They did not believe. They didn't want to believe. 
They were okay with their lives. They didn't want to change. They were founded in, in, in ways of, the, of man and not of God. Their foundation was in the things of self and self-gratification, and they did not want to change. And if you were a believer today who is struggling with self-gratification and replacing the things of God for the things of this world, you do not believe as you say you do. And it's time now, myself included, you included, that we begin to be the believers that God has called us out of darkness to be. And keep on reading here. But the pledge of good conscience towards God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. Basically, it's the same thing. He has all dominion. See, so you won't have the dominion. You can't have those type of freedoms of, of uh, being overpowered over angels and authority and powers in this world and in the next life if you're walking in darkness. You got, see, even Jesus Christ had to submit himself to his father. And he is the example. Are you writing this down? Are you getting something, woman of God, man of God? All right. Principle number two. Principle number two. I will not be moved. Write it down. I will not. Come on. I will not be moved. I don't care what suffering I'm going through. I don't care what persecution I'm going through. I you got to stay and say it in all confidence. I will not be moved. It read in first Peter. And I want you to look at the new King James version. If you have it. Chapter two. Reading at verse four. Yeah, we, we work at Peter today. Peter's an awesome apostle of God. And he had a truth because he walked with Jesus. It says first Peter two reading at verse four. It says. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men. This is, oh, this is powerful. I, I got to tell, wait, just wait on it. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Here it is. Remember I told you everything that Jesus does, we are required to do it. He says, you also, mm, as a living stone are being built up as a spiritual house. My God, my God, you are a stone. You cannot be moved. This is what God is saying. You are a living stone built up as a house of God, a spiritual house of God, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Christ Jesus, through, through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures, behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. And he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. No means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. 
But those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief corner stone. So what, what, is, what, what is he saying here? What is he saying? You say, uh, uh, Pastor Jay, Pastor, Mr. Pastor, what is he saying? He says, look, I am the chief cornerstone and I have been chief of being rejected. Guess what? But I am also that same cornerstone that builds you up, that a foundation that the house of God is built on that will not fall no matter what the challenge is. And if you build upon me, upon this rock, he's building something special. Let's keep reading. Therefore, to you who believe he's a precious stone, but those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rockable fence. Remember in the last passage where he said, you are in prison. See, when you are disobedient as a believer, instead of it working for you, he becomes a rock of offense. Instead of you getting your breakthrough, you actually get the opposite of what you were seeking. Think about that. Do you want God on your side or not on your side? When we are disobedient, we go contrary to God's word. He says, clearly, I'm a stumbling and a rock of offense. Keep on reading. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were appointed. But you are chosen just generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may, may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God who have not obtained mercy, but had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So, so come on now, you gotta get this. The reason why this principle is so important because it, 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 is the, it, is the, it is the key foundation to you getting to your breakthrough. We are entrapping ourselves from God. We are literally imprisoning ourselves from God. Because instead of being obedient, we become a stumbling block to our own faith and to our own purpose. And yet, we still believe God. You know how foolish and how chaotic that must be for you to be serving God and doing your best prayers and fasting and reading God's word and, and telling others about God. But because our ways is dark, we don't even see the miracles that we are talking about. We can't get to the breakthroughs that we are looking for in our life. So we continue in this chaotic circle. They call that crazy. They call that delusional. You have more sense than that. So woman of God, man of God, hear ye this day the word of God. And do not let your heart be hardened anymore. And receive the unadulterated word, implanted word of God, 
this day. Let's keep on reading. I want you to turn to uh, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. We got to be like Paul, y'all. Paul was a man who did not move. He, he demonstrated what a rock is supposed to look like in the faith. And you can write that down. I'm going to be like Paul. I'm going to be like Paul, and I will not be moved. Glory to God. 2 Timothy, along with the persecution in 2 Timothy 3, verse 11. Along with the persecution and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, in Ixenium, in Lystra, what persecutions I endured. He says, my God, I had some major persecutions. And yet the Lord rescued me from them all. Did you hear that? He said he suffered so hard, but in every situation, because he was rock, a rock of the light and not of darkness, God rescued him from them all. All, not one, what did he not be rescued? And it says, in fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, believer, Continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you. And you know that from the infancy, you have known the sacred scriptures, which are to able to give you wisdom for salvation through, through the faith in Jesus Christ. What he's saying is, you know the word. You've been taught the word. And at this point in your life, you should have some understanding. There's no more reasons to, to de deny what you already know. There's no reason to act confused or have a, a walk in stupidity. It's time now to receive God's word so that you may be delivered out of your tribulations, out of your persecutions, out of your sufferings. There are men of God have suffered for many years, many years. And they cannot get to what they have been believing God for because they keep slipping and tolerating the world and compromising in the world. And guess what? You got to start all over. You got to start all over because you got to prove that you believe what you say you believe. The Bible tells me it's easy. Turn. Turn from your wicked way. And then I will hear from heaven after you sought him. And seek his face after you humbled yourself and he will heal your land. Glory to God. Principle three. Principle three. Romans. Go to Romans. Romans, the eighth chapter. We're getting through it. The reason why I'm moving because we got we on the time limit. And I want to get through to the word of God. Principle three. I want you to write it down. It says, I must be born again. Mm -hmm. For some people, especially those of the world, that sounds spooky. That sounds religious. But say it, I must be born again. 
I must be born again. Now, I'm going to teach you a little bit different than what the churches have been teaching you for years based on Nicodemus and everything else. Okay, I'm going to teach you a little something, but it's found in the word of God. In Romans 8, reading at verse 16, it says, the spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that, that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, meaning we, we inherit the promise, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we have suffered with him, guess what? We have to suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. That is it right there. Do not miss it. You have to suffer. So you, if you thought when, when I started this word that you was going to get out of persecution, that you was going to get out of suffering, you're wrong. You got it wrong. Because like Christ had to suffer, you must also suffer. But it is like a cocoon effect. It is like a butterfly effect. You're going to get through the suffering. You're going to get through the persecution to become something amazing in God. You have to go through this effect. You must be born again. Let the suffering happen. Receive it. Didn't Paul say, I take joy in suffering? Didn't Paul say, I take joy in persecution? Why? Because he understood that through the suffering, he will be born again into the image that God has created. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. Somebody say glory to God. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the, with, with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The things that you're going through, the suffering, the pain, it's just nothing to be compared to the glory that God has in store for you. I want to remind you, God only promised the 70 years. If you're lucky 100 years, there's there's people today right now at 50 who have died. There's people today at 40 have died and their life is over. So if you have lived beyond that and you are proceeding past that, it is a miracle. It is a blessing. But I'm going to tell you this. It's the eternity that would matter. It's what's going to happen after you die. Because right now we can do whatever we want. We can choose the freedoms, the liberties. We can have whatever way we want. But this is only but a vapor in God's eyes. This is only a moment in time. And it's going to vanish away. And only what you did for God is going to last, believer. Only what you did for God is going to last. I got to wrap this up. Okay. Let's go really last principle, last principle, principle four, principle four. And, and you write this down. I have an assurance. I have an assurance in his promise. This one you don't want to miss. I have an assurance in his promise. This is a principle, even though it's a, it's, 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 it's a, 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 a model. It, it is a, it is a, it is, it, 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 it's, it's a, a proclamation, right? But it, but it's a principle. Now I'm going to tell you why. Because it has to be a part of your life. 
It has to be something that you apply and that you know, because like it's like someone who knows that they're going into a business and yet they have not established themselves yet. They haven't got a chance to market, but they know that they know that they're going in the right direction. So they use that as their motivation and their goal to get to their success. Well, this is your goal to your success. Principle number four, it says, I have an assurance in his promise. You're going to need to turn to Malachi. Mm -hmm. Malachi. Malachi, the third chapter, reading at verse 14 in the Christian Standard Bible. Malachi, the third chapter, reading at verse 14 in the Christian Standard Bible. And I'm just going to read it to you. And it says like this, you can read it back on your own time because I don't want to take too long. It says, you have said it is useless to serve God. What we have gained by keeping his requirements and walking morefully before the Lord of armies. Somebody's complaining. Somebody's upset because they've tried to do this God's way and they didn't understand anything. He says, keep on reading. So now we consider the arrogant to be the fortunate, to be fortunate. Those who high-minded are fortunate. Not only do those who commit wickedness prosper, they even test God and escape. Come on, they escape the judgment. At that time, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. Did y'all hear that? Those who was praying, those who feared God, those who were seeking God began to pray about this matter. And I'm going to tell you what prayer and believing and having faith in Jesus Christ will do. This is what happened. The Lord took notice and listened. The Lord took notice and listened. And this is what he did. So a book of remembrance, my God, was written before him for those who feared the Lord and had high regard for his name. If you don't get this, come on, God, we talk about the book of life. We talk about the book of works. But did you know? that God have created just for those who fear him, those who have been per persecuted, those who have been going through the suffering. He said he have wrote a book of remembrance for you. A book of remembrance. And it says, was written before him for those who fear the Lord, who had high regard for his name, they will be mine. This is what he wrote. They will be mine, says the Lord of the armies. My own possession on the day I am preparing. I will have compassion on them as a man has compassion on his son who serves him. So you will again see the difference. My God, my God. So you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. Come on, you've been serving, you've been sacrificing, you've been doing everything you can to proclaim righteousness, to be a servant and humble yourselves before God. And this world has made a mockery of the faith and over, over, over things of God, the things we believe in and call righteousness 
darkness and darkness righteousness. They have defamed God. They have put a critical, they've been critical of the believer, but God said he has a book of remembrance. And that book of remembrance is just for those who truly fear God. And God said, by his word, you are a son, you are a daughter, and you will inherit the blessings that he has for you. So you write it down. I have an assurance. I have an assurance of his promise. He promised me I will no longer be the tail, but I will be the head. There's assurance to the believer. It's coming. Get your breakthrough. This is the house of refuge. I want to thank you for sharing with us. We went a little bit longer today, but I think you needed it. God bless you. And we love you.